You know the vibes. Another day, playoff action. We're breaking it down for you right here on the Hoop Genius Podcast presented by NBA 2K22. You are listening to Mo Mootsy. Real name, no gimmicks. BJ Armstrong in the building uh, as well. <laughs> that would do. What a nice game. No playoff action. There were three games. We're going to be breaking down all three games for you. But first and foremost, we've got something very important to discuss. Justice has been restored in the world. BJ, I'm a happy man today. <laughs> Tell the people why I'm Mo, smiling. No, so no, Mo. I'm just gonna I'm gonna give you your day. I, out of respect <laughs> to you. Out of respect to you. It's like a broken clock. Twice a day, Mo. <laughs> It's correct. And you know what? I'm going to give you your day. This wow. is Mo's day. Mo called it. I'm able to sit back. And you know what, ladies and gentlemen? Hey, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. I can't let you. Mo. I can't let you call me the broken clock that's right twice a day. Because we're just about, we're, BJ, let me, we're about to break down the games. Okay, right now. You know, let me tell you guys at home something. Me and BJ spoke, you know, earlier on today, and he said, "What time do you want to record?" I said, "Like ten times earlier, like ten I, I times said, earlier today." I said to BJ, "Yo, what time do you want to record?" We've been speaking all day, and and I go, "You know, let's record after the Warriors game. If it's a blowout, then we'll record during the game." Here we are recording. The Warriors are still playing the Nuggets. The game is well and truly done. But you know, the broken clock that's wrong twice a day. I picked the Warriors to win this one. Someone else picked the Denver Nuggets. Come out this one. That's what I, I'm I, saying. I, you know, I, 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 and, and, right, and we right. saw the Philadelphia 76ers take another win. Once again, DeAndre Jordan did not play coach's decision and Paul Reed was getting minutes out there. So just saying the broken clock, that's right twice a day. There's a plenty more instances. I'm going to have to put you on blast for that one, BJ. But anyway, back to business. And that's just two in here. That's not good score with you. Yes, bro. you I did. Yes, you did. I, I, yes, you did. <laughs> because I will let nothing take away from the fact that Marcus Smart was finally recognized as the defensive player of the year yes. of the NBA. Well and truly deserved. I've been campaigning for this for about six years now. And I think someone at the NBA must have heard my complaints because I've been campaigning for so long. But it's you, you know well and truly deserved. They celebrated. They had the thing that was great. They had Gary Payton flew into Boston. The last guard to awesome. win this award was in, was it 96 where GP won it? It was 95, in 96. 95, 96. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, you know, guards don't win this award. It's typically big men. Rudy's won three of the last four. Giannis is another seven foot who's won it. Or it's elite defensive wings like Kawhi, Jamon Green. We don't see small guards win this award. So for Marcus to do this, amazing. I'm happy for him. I know how much it means to him, how hard he's worked, giving it his all on every single possession out there on the defensive end. So I just want to give him a shout out, some, some credit, some flowers. And um, yes, not just his defense, though, his growth as a playmaker and as a point guard, you're really seeing him putting together, you know, an, an all round game now. So that made me happy. So I just wanted to discuss yes. that. And um, I think it was about time. There's a lot of worthy candidates, you know, is worth saying. There was a lot of worthy candidates, but but we got more pressing things to discuss because as we just said that we're recording this whilst the Denver Nuggets are playing the Golden State Warriors. We're going to start talking about them because as I'm watching right now, they're still arguing amongst each other on the bench, BJ. I don't know if you saw this earlier. DeMarcus Cousins, uh, was it Will Barton? Never getting heated at each other on the bench. Steph Curry scored a few threes and a team on the court was shouting at each other. Right now I'm seeing Jeff Green going at someone on the bench. This series surely is over. We're, game two's not even finished. But do you see any way that the Warriors don't sweep this? They are looking unbelievable right now. They've got Steph... 
coming in off an injury, finding his rhythm. Once again, coming off the bench, he's got 26 points so far. Jordan Poole's looking like another 30-piece. Clay Thompson's making shots, hitting buckets. And listen, I love to see it when the offense is flowing like this. And, you know, I knew this game was done when I saw Draymond Green score three-pointer. BJ, you think <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, I, I, I really thought Denver would put up a bigger fight. I really did, Mo. I, I, I said it yesterday when we recorded. You know, game two in a series, especially when you're on the road, is a very important game, especially if you lose because you make the adjustments and you want to at least be competitive to set the stage so when you come back home that the, you know, the home team, which they should hold serve, have something to think about. Now, I'm a little disappointed in this effort again tonight because of the following. They did not compete. They looked, they look, they don't look organized. The, the Warriors look they like they were having a practice. It looked like a Warriors you know, game. And, and, and it, I don't know. It seems like they're not playing to their strength. It's just something, it just seems off, you know, without trying to knock the players, you know, I, I'm just really disappointed because, you know, you have a great player like Jokic, you have veteran players, Jeff Green and Aaron Gordon and Will Barton and these guys, and it's just unacceptable. Just, it's yeah, unacceptable yeah. on all levels. You know, I, I think some of the responsibility has to fall on the coaching staff. I know Mike Malone has done great things in his career, he's done great things in Denver, but right now looking at this, his own team is all arguing at each other, going at each other. There's not been a game plan to even try and slow down these guys. It looked like they turned up to this series ready to lose. I think the media fans had more faith in them than they had in themselves because Jokic has carried them through 82 games in a regular season. He is clearly very tired. They need someone else to step up. And I know they're missing guys with injuries, but no one else has stepped up. I said it the other day. I said it again. Aaron Gordon has let me down to what I expected him to do. Because I have everyone else on the roster. He's kind of, on paper, the next one that should step up. So, you know, it's a disappointing series for the Denver Nuggets. My question to this is, though, BJ, you know, I think I was just speaking to you about this before we start recording. I feel that the Denver Nuggets may have missed their window to get to the finals. I think last season was their best chance. And, of course, they had the injury to Jamal Murray that derailed that. But now... Looking at them against this Golden State Warriors team, even though they're missing Murray and Michael Porter Jr., I don't think adding those two guys would even help them in this series because the Warriors are simply outclassing them at every turn. Well, in their defense, Mo, you know, they are missing Jamal Murray. Yes. And they're missing Kevin, you know, is it Kevin Porter? That's Michael name, right? Porter Kevin Jr. Porter. Kev, Michael, Kev, sorry. What Kevin's I Kevin's in Houston. Kevin Porter. There's yes, too many Porter Michael Juniors, Porter. Yeah. I know there's just Porters everywhere. <laughs> Michael Porter Jr., and the Golden State Warriors and, have got also Paul Jr. on their roster, too. Yeah, I know. It's just they're all over. Porter. Let's just say Porter. They're missing <laughs> their second and third option. Yeah. yeah. They're missing. And now, in their defense, I want to say that. And those guys will make a difference, Mo, because, you know, mm-hmm. you know, I love to, I love to, you know, just state things that are like general principles in the league, which is talent. Uh, and you need and you need depth and both of those guys certainly would add to their team because they're both very talented players now but Mo as you're watching them now you're saying this doesn't look like a championship caliber team but you have players now that probably would be better coming off the bench you know Jeff Green you know Will Barton uh, Morris 
Now, those guys would be coming off the bench. Yeah. Which would probably give them the death because those are really good players. However, when they're playing against, you know, players like a Clay Thompson, Draymond. Draymond's wreaking havoc on defense right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they just they, right now, defensively, this Warriors team looks terrific. They look to, they're, they're getting out in transition. And all of this starts because they have a defensive identity. So right now it's looking great. But again, you know, I, I want to give the Warriors credit, but I also want to say what is going on in Denver? Well, I, I said like, what is going on with them? Like, they just seem, is this Jokic just, just got tossed from the game? Yep, Jokic just oh, yeah, BJ, I, what yeah. did I say when I rang you at halftime? Yeah, you said he was gonna get thrown out. You, you said I, he was gonna get thrown I, out. I said Jokic is getting thrown out of this. And and here it is. Yeah. The broken clock strikes again. Anyway, yeah. I want, yeah. I want yeah. to give some credit to I'm on you now, BJ. I'm on you for this. I know you're <laughs> I'm sorry. I, didn't, I want I, didn't I want to give to, some I, I, I want to give some hey, you know, when it comes to Marcus Smart, I gotta ride out. But you know, I've got to give some break this down for the fans at home who might not know. If you're looking at this matchup and you're thinking Nikola Jokic is seven foot tall, MVP, and he's being guarded by Draymond Green, who's six foot six. And, you know, right. how is Draymond doing such a good job? Here's how Draymond's doing such a good job. When he guards him, he's extremely physical. He's constantly bumping him. He's got a low sense of gravity. His legs are extremely strong. And then when he guards him, he just keeps his hands straight up in the air. So he's not getting right. baited into calling fouls. Draymond Green has done a masterful job. Anyone who has to guard players bigger than them you know, especially in the UK, because we don't have that many tall people. And as a kid growing up in the UK, six one, six two, you get thrown into playing a four or a five, playing against a guy that's six foot nine, seven foot. You're gonna have to learn how to play. So watch Draymond Creed if you want to learn how to play guys that are bigger than you, because he's done a masterful job against Nikola Jokic over here in these first two games. So you know, and in the offense. Jordan Poole playing with confidence. You know, he's on the court with all these Hall of Famers. He's playing like he's he's the star of the show. Steph Curry finding his way back. The ball is moving. The players are moving. This is one thing that Golden State don't get enough credit for. The player movement is unbelievable. And one thing that I've noticed that I want to keep an eye on is the Clay Thompson post-ups. He's going to post-ups a hell of a lot more than he used to before the injuries. I think that's because being injured, he spent so much time in the gym by himself working on shooting drills and post-up drills and all that kind of things. So maybe he's just more comfortable with that stuff now. But it's watching him has reminded me of a little bit of how they used to use Sean Livingston in those 2016, 2017 teams. When they got a smaller guard on him, they'll just throw it to him down low in the post, let him hit that post-fade, turnaround jump shot. BJ, do you think the Warriors are going to win this? Do you think Denver has any hope of winning one of these games? Before the series started, I, I really thought Denver had an advantage. I really did. I thought they had an advantage, especially on the offensive end. And I was really interested to see the game plan that the Warriors were going to put together. And it's really working to perfection right now. Now, one of the things that they're doing is that they're shooting exceptionally well. They're playing very well on the offensive end. And when you're shooting shots, everything looks great. But I, I again, I, I just want to get back to the execution of the Denver Nuggets. I'm really surprised, Mo. I'm just really surprised with the veteran team, the way they're playing. You know, there's a way to lose in this league. And, well, I don't like what I'm seeing. And, you know, I, I got to give the Warriors credit. I'm, gonna, I'm not taking away anything from the Warriors. But I, I, I would have thought at least it would have been much more competitive. Mm. You know, I, you know, you can't underestimate the Warriors, okay? Yeah, because I, the Warriors I, have been there, done that. 
They shot. But 40, I really thought forty-six percent from three in the first game. They're shooting forty-five percent from three tonight. Yeah, and it's crazy it, it, because like the defensive efforts just not there from Denver. You'll see in Steph Curry. Oh, Denver, they're, they're not the playing ball. any phase of the game. Like, like, they're not playing any phase. Steph Curry passes the ball. You know he's getting it back. And I know there's no way I just saw Steph Curry in the mid post hit a turnaround fadeaway jump shot off the glass. Listen, it's like they've never seen Steph Curry. He'll have the ball, passes it to Draymond. You know he's going to run through a screen and catch the ball again. Yeah, the defense just looks like they're giving up and just letting him run, catch it, score. It's crazy. But um, yeah, it's we, just, yeah, it's, it's, we've got this, you know, Golden State heading up 1-0 if they hold on, unless there's the biggest collapse of all time here. Uh, another team that's up two games to zip is the Philadelphia 76ers. How about that? And how about, how about that? the MVP candidate, Joel Embiid, and their second star, Tyrese Maxey. Embiid had 31 and 11. Maxey had 23, 9 and 8. Quiet night for James Harden once again. 14 points. He snuck through that one. You know, this is tough because obviously the Toronto Raptors were playing without Scotty Barnes. He's out with an injury. Gary Trent Judy was banged up. He should not have really been playing. Neither should have uh, Thaddeus Young. They both had injuries, but they played through them to their credit. But you could tell Gary Trent Judy has zero points. Uh, he was he was playing hobbled. What do you make of that series? How many games do you see that going now that we've seen the first two in Philly? They held home court. Do you think they could go to Raptors Arena without Matisse Tybal, who only played 10 minutes today, and go get it done in Toronto. Well, you know, Mo, I I, I think it's probably the former player in me. You know, I, I hold on to certain things. And the series doesn't start till the other team wins on the opposing team's home court. So give Philly credit for doing what they had to do at home. They held, they held serve. And now if they're able to go get a game or two in Toronto, now you're talking. So I don't want to get too far ahead. The energy will be better. This team came out early, Mo, and they put up a good fight early in the game, even though they were down guys. Down guys. I thought they had a good game plan. At least they show energy. And that again, I, and I'm not going back to Denver. Uh, at least, at least Toronto came. Toronto I want to ask you like a 20 to two run there I, 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 in like in the third quarter. I want to ask you this, right? Because we get on, you know, the media fans get on to Tom Thibodeau for making his players play so many minutes. Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Fleet were number one and two in minutes played this season. Nick Nurse had these guys playing all year long. And do you think that that weighs a factor in, you know, because tonight I said on the last episode, I'm looking for a big performance from Van Fleet and Siakam. They both, both of them had 20 points, shooting 30%, 35% from the field. Fred Van Fleet, five from 16 from downtown. Uh, Siakam, seven from 20 from the floor. Do you think playing so many minutes in the regular season has had any, any impact on the Toronto Raptors? Because they really went, they, they made their stars play hard and play a lot of minutes throughout the regular year. Well, anytime you're getting up there 38 plus minutes, that's a, those are a lot of minutes. And, you know, I know, was, you know, you'll say, well, those guys are young. But right now, you know, those guys playing, you know, I think they both played over 40 minutes yep. this evening. You know, you got to do what you got to do. You know, I don't think it was because they were tired. Let's just face it, you know, Tyrese Maxey and company. Because right now, he's leading to the charge, Bo. Uh-huh. He's been the best player in this series. Let's Big just, time. you know, Tyrese Maxey has been the, the best player in this series in the first two games. Now, Joel Embiid. You know, as, as 
as you and I stated earlier in our many of conversations, and we should state it here. If you're a great player, you're not going to play back-to-back bad games. Mm-hmm. So Joel Embiid continued the trend of what great players do. I, I, I he, did have, he had an okay game. I don't think his, his, it was even bad, though, because his, him commanding so much attention was what allowed Maxi yes, to he, go off for all those points. He did, yes, he did. But, but, you know, great players will find a way. And yeah. t- tonight, I'm sure, you know, they wanted to do the same thing to kind of contain him. But he broke loose tonight. He had like 30-something points tonight. He was a huge he – made, he was very impactful on the game dominated the game, played well, and Tyrese Maxey, once again, I don't think he scored like in the first quarter or something. And he just, he plays with such speed and thrust and plays downhill. He's really turned into a, he's an upper echelon guard now. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, you have to really respect his it, speed, especially in transition. Here's a question for you. Max contracts extension Tyrese Maxey. What are your thoughts? What is this? This is his second year, right? Is this his second year? Well, you know, Mo, I mean, he's, he was a late first round pick if I remember correctly. Yeah. I've seen. So, so I actually, I wanted to address this because I saw a tweet. I think it was, was it Kendrick Perkins who tweeted um, how many GMs are still going to have their job because, you know, he was drafted late in the first, that draft class does not count because the pandemic interrupted that whole season. You saw half a season of college basketball. You didn't see a tournament. You didn't have the combine. You didn't have, you know, all the things that you would regularly have when scouting into that draft. So I can't be mad at teams for their picks in that draft. Credit to the Sixers for picking them out, you know, in in that draft. But yeah, second season, but he's already playing in the NBA playoffs like a superstar. If you were watching the NBA for the first time, you'd think he's the second superstar. Well, well, Mo, I think the numbers says that. But when you watch the game, okay, like you and I do, you know, when you start saying superstar, we have to be very careful using that word. Right now, Tyrese Maxey, I'm not saying eventually he won't be able to. Mm. Tyrese Maxey can't carry a team right now. Maybe he can. Mm. Okay. So we have to be very careful or how we use this term superstar, all right? Tyrese Maxey is what we're seeing is Tyrese Maxey is going to command, in my humble opinion now, where you, every team is going to say, if we don't wall this guy up in transition, he may just run this thing down our throat. It's a track meet. Tyrese Maxey can play downhill as well as anyone. He's now, one of the, he now, must be one of the fastest players in the league. I don't know the official. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't, uh, He's crazy now, quick. Now, what I'm seeing, and this is what I'm seeing, okay? I, 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 Mo, you've heard me say this a million times. I always let the players tell me who can play. Mm-hmm. Now, you know what? You know what's been interesting about Tyrese Maxey in the playoffs? He's not deferring to James Harden. Mo. Yep. James Harden is finding now, him with the uh, uh, think, Now, Mo, think about this now. You are a second-year player, and you're not deferring to a former MVP. MVP in this league. Scoring champion. Hall of Famer. Blah, 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 blah. 
Tyrese Maxey is doing Tyrese Maxey right now. Mm-hmm. Now, Mo, when you see a young player, I don't care if you, you were drafted number one, like Anthony Edwards, or you were drafted late in the first round. When you see a, a young player playing with this level of confidence in the playoffs and begin to like, you know, he, he's had moments where he's carrying a quarter. He's carrying it too. Last game, he had 38 points. Now, yep. Mo, and that and- to me says something that the players know what he's capable of doing. But more importantly, this guy is like, he's going to figure out a way. Because, Mo, here, here's the most impressive thing about these last two games. You know he's not the first option. And you know he's not the second option. Mm-hmm. And he's still making an imprint, an impact on the game as not the first or second option. Now, he that lets me know that Doc Rivers has the ultimate confidence in him. And in the playoffs, unlike the regular season, the second unit is Maxie's team. <laughs> yep. Mo, get out of the, credit the to second Doc unit, yep. you have to give the credit to Doc Rivers. So yep. we talk about adjustments. No one's going to talk about it, but we're going to talk about it here. Mm-hmm. The second unit is Tyrese Maxie's team. Yes. And the guy is playing with the ultimate freedom, and he plays downhill. And then when he plays with James Harden and and then he integrates and he plays a a certain way, but now you're beginning to see those guys looking for Maxi and to me as a second year player, that's a wild type of moment. Big time. Because you don't see that often. Speaking of players stepping up, the final game of the night, well, not the final game of the night, but the third game that was on last night was the most interesting to me because, you know, I called you and I said, man, how on earth? Is Dallas hanging around in this game? Against <laughs> what did Utah, I say, Mo? What did Utah I say? Jazz. You said, what did I say to you? I don't know what the problem is in Utah, but that's <laughs> the problem. <laughs> so, let, so let Mo, me, I'm going to let you have this one because, Mo, uh, there's something going on in Utah. I don't okay, know what's happening okay, up I'm, there. I'm going to break it down. It's a yearly yeah, tradition. It it's a yearly tradition, okay? Chris Paul tied his playoff career high against who? The Utah Jazz in the playoffs. Jamal Murray had his career high against who? The Utah Jazz in the playoffs. Terrence Mann had his career high against who? The Utah Jazz in the playoffs. And last night, Jalen Brunson, 41 points, career high against the Utah Jazz in the playoffs. So you're seeing a trend develop here. If you're a point guard and you're a guard or you're a smaller player and you're looking at this team, you're thinking, hmm, I'm going to get cooking tonight. Is this Here's barbecue pl- chicken? It's oh, it's more than barbecued. It's been on the barbecue so long now. The chicken's burnt. We're gonna have to order a, order in some more food because the chicken is burnt. Okay, they've been cooked up. Here's the thing: the Dallas Mavericks tonight made 17 uncontested threes. That's the most by any team in the last 10 postseasons. And of those 17 uncontested threes, seven of them went to Maxi Kleber who scored eight three-pointers, okay? Mm. And I get he was in a bit of a shooting slump after the All-Star break. But I just want to put common sense out there. BJ, if you knew nothing about this Dallas team, if you see a tall German man who plays for the Dallas Mavericks, would your game plan be to allow him to shoot? Even if you knew nothing about this team? (laughs) I don't think that's the game plan I would have gone with, okay? It was a very simple game plan. Jalen Brunson and Spencer Dimity did a great job. They would drive into the paint. 
the defense would collapse, they'd throw the ball to the corner, and their teammates would shoot it. It was so simple, I couldn't believe my eyes down stretching the fourth, that the Utah Jazz and Rudy Gobert is trying to do what he can do, but the rest of the team just simply cannot play defense. They need to change this whole roster if they want to have any chance of winning a championship because the lack of defense from everyone else aside from Rudy Gobert was absolutely abysmal. Absolutely abysmal. And then, okay, so Mo, I just got a couple questions. What's going on with Mike Conley and Rudy Gobert? I mean, Mo, I I can't keep, because I, I, I like those players, but I don't know what's going on anymore. Like what is going on here where you have a player like Mike Conley, zero points in like 22 minutes? What's going on here? Well, the Dallas Mavericks, we've got to give them credit for their defense. The guys like Dorian Finney-Smith, I spoke about this in the last episode. You know, Dorian Finney-Smith, uh, Reggie Bullock's done a nice job defensively. They're really just fighting hard on defense. And Mike Conley, we've got to remember, is not the same Mike Conley that we remember in Memphis playing on the grit and grind Grizzlies. He's 34 now. He's come off a couple major injuries. He he He's not the same Mike Conley that we all know and that we all love. And that's with all due respect to him. So... You know, but, but coming up with zero points is, is very worrying. But on the offensive end, you know, we spoke a couple of weeks ago or maybe even last week about Donovan Mitchell only throwing one pass a game to Rudy Gobert. Today, I feel like Donovan Mitchell was justified because every time Rudy Gobert caught the ball, he fumbled it. I saw him missing dunks, missing alley-oops, turning the ball over. It was, it was not a great look. It was not a great look of saying, hey, guys, get me the ball more when I've got smaller defenders on me. I'll get it done in the paint. Rudy Gobert, once again, dominates the ball, 17 rebounds, but he finishes with eight points, two of five from the field. And, and, and listen, the Utah Jazz shouldn't have lost this game, but not only should they have not lost this game, the first two games, neither of them should have been close. The Dallas Mavericks play a brand of basketball where everything is centered around Luka Doncic. Everything. The, the, the word that the analytics guys like to use is heliocentric. Okay. Heliocentric. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time out, Mo. Yeah, yeah. Break that down for us. Break, break <laughs> what, is that? what does that mean? What, what does that mean? You're, you're Helio- teaching now. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to teach them. Heliocentric. If you think about the universe and the solar system, is a, a okay. heliocentric <laughs> system, right? The sun are is we in the, the Van Al- Are we in the Van Allen belt or, or, or where are we? <laughs> so, the sun is at the center of the universe, right? And everything whoa, else orbits whoa, around whoa, the sun. Whoa. Well, I was taught, Mo, that the sun is not the center of the universe. No, but, you, you know but, what I'm saying. Go ahead, you're teaching. Our, our, oh, oh, our oh, solar uh, system. I, I never okay, did science okay. in school, okay? The uh, only okay, science okay, I know okay. is the science of buckets. But, you know, it, okay. we're talking about the solar system, right? <laughs> not the universe. Okay. Solar system. Appreciate that. Okay. Solar system, right? Or it, galaxy, Milky Way. I don't know what it is. But the sun is at the middle. And then we've got the Earth, Mars, Venus. Everyone orbits the sun, right? So heliocentric mm-hmm. means everything's orbiting the sun or the one figure in the middle. And so the Utah, uh, the Dallas Mavericks offense, everything orbits Luka Doncic. He is the son of their solar system, right? And all the other players, the role players, they fit in as Mercury, Venus, Mars, Neptune, whatever. But the sun is what keeps everything aligned and everything turning around and around and around. They're not playing with Luka Doncic. He's missed the first two games. You're playing against a team without the guy that gets everything done throughout the whole regular season, that's their game plan is what we're going to do is we're just going to give the ball to Luca, run ball screen, ball screen, ball screen. He's going to hit some step back threes. He's going to get to the mid range. He's going to hit some flows. He's not there. He's literally not on the court and you're still losing. It's blowing my mind. 
you're supposed to be a competent team in the NBA playoffs. This is supposed to be a close series. I know it's tied 1-1, but now Luka Doncic coming back, if he does return for game three or game four, the Dallas Mavericks must be feeling great. Even though they lost a game at home to open this series. I think they're feeling great right now. Well, I didn't see what, what did he get? 26 tonight? What's it? What's it? Well, Spencer um, Dinwiddie. Oh, oh, the, the uh, Maxi, yeah, the, Maxi had 25 yeah, off the bench, and Jalen Brunson had 41. Spencer Dinwiddie had 17. I, I just don't know what's going on anymore. And, and, and because I don't want to say this about Utah, but this is like a broken record now. <laughs> I say the same thing they have a great regular season, yep, and then they get to the playoffs, and 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 it's not. You know, we can't keep saying next year. I just think this team, you know, I, I remember what Hubie Brown told me once. Well, every three or four years, maybe, you know, you might need to hear your new voice. And I just think this team needs a new voice. Okay. And when I say a new voice, either they need to shake up the players so the, these new players that come in will hear a new voice and the players who've been there for a while need to hear a new voice or, you know, or Quinn Snyder, who is a very good coach, needs a new team to talk to. Just it's run its course. I don't know what else more. I don't know what else you can do. Like they play, but something is missing, right? Mo, I, I asked defense, you defense is missing. Something is defense missing. Is, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Defense for anyone not named Rudy Gobert is just missing. Perimeter defense doesn't exist for the Utah Jazz. Like it was, it was literally like playing 2K against someone who doesn't know how to play 2K, right? Yeah. And yeah. Just drive I, I just, the ball in, defense collapses, you kick wide open three. I was baffled down the stretch, last two minutes of the game. Maxi Kleber, who scored seven three pointers. Okay, How about is that? getting open threes and he knocks down his eighth one to kind of you know ice the game. How about how about just, that? How about how that? can you, if someone scores seven three pointers against you, you can't leave him open? It's it's oh man. This I mean, the fact that this team really feels confident that they can win games minus Luka Doncic, what is that really saying? Jalen Brunson coming for the bag this summer, dropped 41, 8, 5, and two steals. You know, he's good getting for paid him. this summer. I'm happy to see it. I love to see him because uh, he deserves it. And he's keeping the team, keeping it steady without Luka Doncic. And now adding Luka in, man, I don't know. (laughs) These boys in Utah, man, they got to shake up the team. They got to shake up the roster. I don't, I don't think they can run this back, but what we'll be running back is the Hoop Genius podcast. Cause we'll be back tomorrow morning, breaking down more action as we've got more game twos. We've got the Hawks in the heat. The Hawks have had a little bit of time to rest and game plan now. They'll be looking to do better than they did in game one. The Timberwolves and the Grizzlies. Hey, do you know breath, what? We that's going to be the game of the night. Yes. Yes, there will be. But you know what we did discuss, Mo? And we should have touched on it, but we didn't. Mm. Is the Kyrie incident. Mm. Well, we got time. We got time until game two. They play on Wednesday night. We got time okay. until game two. I, I want to hear your I want to hear your thoughts on this. You know, we love to talk about the game. But it was a very unfortunate incident. Yeah, we, yeah. That's we what... have to, but we have to call it like we see it, Mo. You know, mm. so we don't have to today, 
but we should touch on it. Yeah. We'll but do, I want to hear your thoughts. We'll do and... that tomorrow ahead of game two in Boston. Yes. Because because that's going to be a great game. I I, I wish you and I were in the oh, same man. room watching this game. Oh, man, I, I, I wish really... we were in the arena. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, well, it can't be in the arena because I need re- I need instant replay. I'm old now. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll bring the iPad. I'll put lead yeah, pass on the yeah. iPad. Don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> I, I need, I, I need, I, you could be in the arena. I, you know. But we I, have. What we'll, we'll do is we'll up. go to the arena, we'll get the corporate box. They got the TVs in there. No, you, know, you can't go to the arena and be in the corporate box. If I'm going to be in a corporate box, it's going to be in my home. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because you know what? That's one thing I don't understand. Like, why do you go to the arena to sit on a couch? Like, that doesn't make sense to me. But uh, just, for the Instagram, just for the Instagram pictures, that's all it is. But tonight, well, maybe, maybe because I'm not on Instagram, that's probably <laughs> why it doesn't make sense to me. Tonight, they in the they in the grindhouse. The Ant Man's back in the grindhouse tonight. I heard a little clip of him saying he feels like he's the best defender in the NBA, and he's going to be taking Who's the this? challenge again. Anthony Edwards, and then Ja Morant, of course, uploaded to his Instagram a famous clip of Michael Jordan in the dressing room with a baseball bat. Yeah, that was that BJ might be familiar with. Uh, there's a storyline <laughs> that we can discuss up Oh, you're throwing game. daggers. You're throwing daggers. Oh, come like, on, man. throwing daggers at come me. On. And then the Pelicans <laughs> and the Suns. You know, I really hope the Pelicans can do better than they did in game one and seal one game here. I think it would just be entertaining. Yeah. But we're going to be rocking with it. Let us know on social media your thoughts. Tweet us. You know where we're at. Find us online. TikTok's almost at 10,000. Get involved on TikTok if you ain't already. Catch us there. We're everywhere know the vibes and until tomorrow make sure you get buckets